Hello. You're listening to K and K Real Talk. We are a literary podcast where we deconstruct books about the Black family. Yes. If you're interested in making change, join us as we uncover the United Independent Compensatory Code System concept for the victims of white supremacy by Neely Fuller, Jr. Join us because in our day-to-day world, we are silly, primitive people. We are not counteracting the problems that we have in this life. So what do we do? How do we function? Are we constructive or are we leading closer to our demise? Our podcast gives you the tools for you to determine what is best for you in your respective world. We are not the know-it-all or the be-it-all, but we do encourage you to do your own research and join the journey with us in discovering what is needed to improve our situation in our life. Our children are dying. Our brothers and sisters are not together anymore. The black family is suffering. What are you going to do about it? Because it's not nobody else's responsibility to save you. You save you. Join us, K&K Real Talk. Everything is is fantastic. It's just my... um, uh, again my expectation of others like I went to an event recently and found out I have no friends <laughs> I mean well we knew we ain't had no friends Dr. John Henry Clark done told us like, we ain't got no friends you know what we hard headed we be like yeah but I got a friend somewhere You, we really don't we people would be like my sister sent me this text um, strawberry you love her too that's your sister too she said, women are not the rehabilitation centers for broken men. Um, mm-hmm. And I have been that rehabilitation center. Continue. Even in my solitude, I opened up my door. And now I see why sisters like my sister Kahawi and my sister Strawberry is like cut off with the head as soon as you mess with my piece. Because I don't want you to interrupt that at all. So I'm That's I'm nice. struggling, brothers and sisters, with maintaining my my boundaries like I cut you head and foot just in case your head grow back <laughs> where you walking to <laughs> yeah and I see it because I you know I I was doing so well with my piece and then I would allow somebody into my space to feed me fairy tales and stories and then when they didn't follow through with their words it was a disappointment it didn't delay me but the feeling of disappointment I end up enduring. And it's like, oh, I should have saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have set myself up for that. But I'm happy that I'm learning, right? Like, that's the whole goal is to do better than before. Cause I mean, and not for nothing, it is okay to expect people to do what they say that they're going to do. Because that is what you learn about people moving forward. Um, I would say for you to adjust how much weight you put on that expectation. So I expect people to do what they say you're going to do because word is bond for me. Now, if you show me that word is not bond for you, okay, I learned that. But my expectation for you to do what you say you're going to do, you you graduate to the level of weight that I put into that. So the more you do what you say you was going to do, 
the more I can trust that you say, you, you know, um, that you're going to do what you said you would. So for me, trust and expectation is different. Yeah, I see that. And I don't trust. So I look for that. I look for you to, if not meet or exceed my expectation for me to then gain trust. But my expectation is heavily weighed to the point where I guess I'm still trusting. <laughs> you yeah, you're trusting trust. that that thing is going to happen. <laughs> so when it doesn't happen, that's where the devastation comes in. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I still trust in the space of so-called not trusting. Ain't that something? So yeah, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, it's a reminder that although we have our moments of satisfaction, there is going to be moments of um, long suffering, you know, and that's long suffering in a space where you feeling down and out in your days because you do not want to do that. But disappointments are going to occur and your bounce back is what's important. Like I've been carrying a negative feeling with me for the past four days and I'm like totally upset about that because I've been going months without feeling any kind of way. So I'm like, how did I let this person get here? <laughs> how did I allow them into this personal space of mine? How can I maintain my boundaries? You know, because even when you think you got it, tests will come up and then back at ground zero. Honey, one thing about Kivado and this defined Ajna, she got the test will come up. <laughs> Sis will identify the test. With all capital letters, this is a test. I see it. It's a bold color. And I'm going to approach this bitch anyway. <laughs> and be like, this is a test. But you know what? This test ain't for me because I done passed it before. <laughs> or, well, maybe it is for me. But <laughs> here's what I'm going to do with the test. It's like, okay. Yeah. But that divine Ajna, you know, as part of your human design from, from what I am learning is we can't tell you nothing. And sometimes you can't even tell yourself nothing. You have to believe whatever you are told or whatever you feel for yourself. Um, the way your mind is set up, it is very difficult to change that mind once you already have something put in it. So... That's why I don't I don't debate you no more. And once I've learned that, and even you know through my own experience with you, and my own frustrations, because I'm like, girl, right? I don't stop debating with you. Okay, I tell you what I feel you need to hear, and you do with that information what you will. And I will be here for you, good or bad. Yeah. Well, I'm and that's my space. No, no, and and it's. I like that you mentioned that you have to be living what you feel because I think that's what people realize well don't realize that when you go into a space just doing things because somebody says so and it doesn't make sense to you you end up re recreating the same problem in different forms because you're not understanding the lesson for yourself so yes people are going to plant seeds water them explain things to you but you have to as we've been discussing with Mr. Nelly Fuller book, create an independent approach that makes sense to you. So one of the things that my sister always mentioned, like masturbation campaign is always a great thing, especially when it comes to self-healing. And the situation that I'm, in, I'm enduring 
is with a brother who, you know, just made promises and didn't keep them. But luckily, I haven't been intimate with him. So though my disappointment factor it doesn't hit as hard as it would have if intimacy had occurred. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you you pick and choose. Because like, the sisters that I've been counseled with in this regard, they're like, girl, don't even give him time a day. But my uh-huh. spirit... <laughs> My spirit always gravitates. I'm oh, I'm so open. I'm a revolving door, always allowing people in my space, and I'm trying to figure out how to be me, yet protect me in the process, because I'm I'm always curious to still want to know. Well, how you doing? What's going on? So, right, and I'm 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 super proud of you, even still, for finding that balance to not, you know, have that intimacy happen because you know what the intimacy does for you, right? And how that takes you to another level of absorption so that you take on all of the things and it impacts you a lot deeper um, than not having done that. So mm-hmm. for you and your piece, that is a step that you took to protect your piece and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you, thank you. So, yes, brothers and sisters, if this is your first time listening, we are Kiva and Tahawiyo deconstructing the book called The United Independent Compensatory Co-System Concept for the Victims of White Supremacy by Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., the revised expanded edition. We are in the last area. Honey. Last area, page 359 to 370. Sister sent me the pages I was so hyped <laughs> I was like yes I don't gotta do that uncomfortable call or text uh, I need that text of shame like uh, <laughs> where did we say <laughs> where did we, and you know it's amazing because I mark up my book so much I don't even remember which marking like I need to define my marking page because it's, it's insane how I'm just I always ask and never remember but here we are. It's all good. When I got up this morning, I was like, okay, let me. Um, it was so, it was one of the things on my to do list to to remind you in case you needed the reminder. Um, so when I, you know, I just was like, let me send this before I get my day started. Um, and yeah, so I'm glad. So we it hope- keeps us both at peace. Say that again, sis. It keeps us both at peace. I know. <laughs> yes it does sister be putting in the look sister got it to maintain her peace if I'm not on air within 15 minutes she's sending me rescheduled dates period listen <laughs> cause we know we know from from you know we was reading um sister Travis out Ali's work we know and I think we've said on air what that you know what those days was looking like mm-hmm. I, I was ready to um you can have this by yourself sis because not my time yeah and this this these are ways you can prevent war it's okay to let people know like even with the situation with um the brother that i'm having um anxiety with and i shouldn't even call it anxiety it's just a discomfort because it's like damn really you too like again is we really at this point so now what am I going to do with it? These are where the boundaries is created. So if I allow him to enter my personal space again, I'm pretty much saying it's okay to say one thing and do another. So we have to set 
um, you know, rules, what works for us. It does, that, that behavior pattern doesn't work for me. So whenever I am encountering him and speak to him, I'm going to have to let him know how I feel and then adjust. Um, right. Mine. But also do so with the mindset of you're not teaching him a lesson. You're recreating self-respect for you. Exactly. Exactly. Because I can't control what he do. Because I think oftentimes we think, well, I'm just going to explain to the person so that they understand how I feel. And then they want to make the necessary changes. No. Or People... oftentimes we think, well, I'm not going to accept his phone call because I'm going to teach him a lesson. So I'm not going to talk to him for three weeks. Yeah. See no. if he learns. It's yeah. not about him. It's about you. It's about you. And then you hurt yourself if you like me. <laughs> Them three up. weeks be torturous. You be like, fuck. <laughs> Month, month, please come up so I can give him a call. It's unnecessary. It's okay to take the phone. Whatever you, however way you decide to live your life, do so unapologetically, but understand mm -hmm. when you're being drained. When someone drains you, come into your space and drain you, understand you got a leech and you got to maneuver outside of that. Because I noticed that I have a really bright light. I'm considered what you call a sweetheart and a sweetheart is not well maintained if she's not protecting herself with boundaries and ensuring that she doesn't give everyone her time that's not um that's not eligible for her time mm -hmm. so when you don't when you don't check in on that because sometimes somebody could just look so cute or you just like what they got to say and you don't check in on your energy pool and see how, you know, what they're doing and what they're saying, how they're affecting you. But when you find out, like, yo, my behavior pattern has changed. My feelings have changed. My my overall self-esteem and confidence and level of feeling, it just don't feel right. I don't feel at my highest peak. That person needs to be maneuvered in a different position in your life or out your life. Mm. We can't, make, can't continue to hold on to people that drain us. Nothing, and that's where that self love comes into play. Like, I'm learning to love myself enough to let go of the things that I can't control because I want me, I want me more than I want that thing to exist, you know. So, and then I, I, I met this sister, well, I didn't meet her, I know her for some time, but occasionally we would talk about our relationships, and yeah. I, I decided to stay by myself, but she decided to stay in her situation and every time I would you know encounter her she would mention like oh I'm gonna leave I'm not happy and then the most recent that I saw her she was like well you know I'm just gonna deal with Mr. Man you know it's just what it is and I was like dang she gave up the fight she uh, she allowed herself to be mistreated because it's just what she's been accustomed to and then it was like a note for me like nah I got to always want better for me. I can't, I can't submit to that. I refuse that, you know? So what works for you, brothers and sisters, may not work for me. I'm not shaming. It's just the identifier of what I would want versus what someone else has had. So, yeah. but yeah, in the space of war, right? We, we trying to counteract the war within us and then the war outside of us. Ain't that Listen, shit? I love this area. You did this area so far has been talking to me nice. Wow, because this area I feel like it's saying this, that, and the third, matter of factly, but also this little loophole right here. You know, I love me a good <laughs> loophole now. <laughs> yeah, he do give a loophole. He do give a loophole. I'm like, man, talk about balance. Period, man. 
my marks up in him. Yeah. I'm like, yes, you better speak that word. He pretty much give it to us raw. Like, look, white supremacy, you know, we can talk about how it makes us feel and how people are mistreated, but the totality of what it does is that it kills non-white people on a magnitude scale. And in order for it to stay in existence, it must maintain killing us and depriving us of access to opportunity, making fun of us. You know, anything that's dark skin, kinky hair, big nose, big lips, those that's in the darkest spectrum of what is considered black is negative and frowned upon not just within one culture but the global (laughs) the global cultures that exist it darkness is shined upon you know they even have it in within the language light is pure white is pure dark is evil you know so it's it's ingrained in us to hate us. And not even just dark is evil, black is evil because navy blue is patriotic out here. Yeah. <laughs> and navy blue exactly. is dark so black. So black, yeah. You know, that's one of the first things when you so-called go through the woke journey. They tell you to, you know, just go in the dictionary and look up the word white and black and see how it's just already within our language structure. So Mr. Nelly Fuller is reminding us that look. This is what they do. White supremacists do this. And the sadness about this is that this whole making fun of our weaknesses, our stupidity, and our ignorance, now we took it on. Before, you know, integration, brothers and sisters that didn't know, we wanted to teach each other. Studying and, and, and understanding what's happening around us was a major importance. Now the system has been refined that now you want somebody to be ignorant so you can get on top. Oh, I'm not sharing that information with them because I, I, I need to maintain my ability and, and my access to opportunity. I don't want everyone to have access. Tiny. So, you know, we're pretty much practicing the behaviors of the white supremacists. And the race war is the only war that Mr. Neely Fuller is reminding us to even acknowledge. Like all of these, like you see white on white crimes. He's like, anytime they fight within them, it's just to maintain the domination over you, non-white people. Like, don't look at those wars as, oh, we all in war together. No, honey. <laughs> you... Honey, and mind your business. <laughs> and mind your business. Mind <laughs> your said, business. Those are white people. Says, if, if there's a white person that is in, you know, fighting whatever battle, you better not arm them. Yeah. Stay out of there. And that's one of the reasons why and it's crazy because the military has so many benefits but me just being aware of this information and just studying us it's always been frowned upon us going into the army or going into some type of um national guard um because of this information i've never done so and and and, you know not shaming those who have it's just my spirit hasn't been comfortable going that route because i see it I see it clear as day as, you know, you're joining ranks with the very people that are initiating harm. And you can't say anything because the, the, the trainings that I've done, like I've done police training, you're taught that whatever is happening, whether you agree with it or not, you must follow command. The blue wall. You must follow it because if not, guess who's going to be the target next? Your ass. Honey. So 
you know, it's all designed within the training. And they'll throw you under the bus. They'll tape you to the road. Run you over with the bus. And then, swear me down, they'll know how you got them bruises. Yeah. Even, like, the whole police brutality when it comes to, you know, killing and maiming. We're not, at least in um, the... Uh, in New York where I did police training they don't teach you to shoot an arm a leg a limb <laughs> it's sensitive and that's the thing right that's the thing that I always you know um, have a question about because granted you know you pull out a gun you know you should shoot to kill him right but also as a officer of the law of the court of the people if somebody is threatening to you, whatever the case, but they also don't have a gun, why you can't just shoot them in the leg? Yeah, I don't exactly, but why you can't just get them down? Like if that force is not equal, why you can't just get them down? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Eliminate I, the threat because what is your training about? Like, what's the difference between you and somebody in the street with a gun? They have to change the training because it's headshots and center mass chest. That is what it's headshots and center mass chest when it's niggas. Yeah. <laughs> it's stun guns and batons. They got stun guns. They got fucking bullets. They got fucking um blank bullets. They got all kind of shit. All kind of um peaceful resolution damn tactics. So where they teaching mm-hmm. that shit at? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you can do it then you should be able to apply it across the board. Yeah. There was, but we know what that's about. Exactly. I mean, well, it is about the fact that white supremacy, racism still exists, so why would they change it? You know, it, they, these laws are put in place for them to do what they do. They know which, you know, when to use them and when not to use them. I didn't agree in the area of war where Mr. Nelly Fuller said that all existence should um, pretty much never be killed because we are all persons, those that qualify as persons. But I don't think all of us is persons that's walking in human suits. Yeah, all of Me us too. ain't persons. Well, but I agree for those of us who are persons. But all the, yeah, but if somebody's fucking kids and out here just a damn near rabbit human <laughs> rabbit like we call a rabbit dog yeah rabbit uh person they need to be killed yes yeah, but you see how those words is in quotations yeah i just see the quotation <laughs> see? so maybe he's a loophole is a loophole that's true <laughs> that part for me meant well you know if you are <laughs> then sure yeah if you are not off with your head off with your head that's how we go yeah, it was, <laughs> he had mentioned that if anyone of the known universe should be harmed, who should be harmed the most? White folks, <laughs> period. Because they've done the most harm. That's the equal balance to it. That is the equal balance. Let me tell you something. I was actually almost shocked to know that this is the direction that Mr. Neely Fuller was taking. Because so much of my interpretation of what I have read thus far has been, this is what it is, unless it's fully eradicate, well, fully eradicated, bend over and take it. 
Yeah, yeah. So I was very like when Mr. Nelly Fuller said fight back, I was like, word. <laughs> Even though fighting back is a part of my code, what you talking? Yeah. And he but, says any and remember, you know, because his goal he mentions that you don't want to create more confusion or squabbles. You know, the 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 the, the actual violence should be like the last, last um resort. Yeah, because they all listed as number three. Yeah. They all listed as my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so you first want to be able to create peace. You know, you want to change perception. He encouraged us to really study our behavior patterns with each other and come up with the best solution you know anytime you're in the presence of a white person mr nelly fuller has reminded us that you are in battle you are at war you should not feel safe in their presence and anything that you say out of your mouth should be in thought of eradicating the system of white supremacy and improving our condition because injustices are occurring people are being mistreated and those people are non-white majority of them so in order for that to change we have to continue to highlight that that fact. But also, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Yes, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. I like, you know, it throughout the whole book, Mr. Nelly Fuller, he mentions how primitive and silly and, you know, how we're, we're not prepared as a collective front to counteract the system. You know, we don't have a counteractive code. And when he mentioned rioting, that's like a pure example to me as to how primitive we are because what is a riot it's it's unorganized chaos Mm -hmm. you know and that's essentially our response to a a a public known um racial um dispute you know any if it gets if it's if it makes huge news and it get a lot of publicity our people tend to riot and in the you know with the whole stance of you know we're doing it for the people not saying that the rioters are wrong for choosing a riot because i'm not who am i to place blame or judgment however i would categorize it in a silly primitive stature because there is no result where people are now not mistreated (laughs) because but also even in recent spaces where we have collectively as a people chosen not to riot like our riot numbers have gone down significantly to the point that them motherfuckers is out there rioting for us right black facing <laughs> trying to ignite that we still rioting like yes. so it's like we we take the steps to evoke the change and they like oh what y'all motherfuckers doing <laughs> like like they man. said i remember seeing those videos people um especially in chicago there were brothers and sisters saying like yo there was like a stack of guns just on the street like in crates, mm-hmm. like 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 they set it out for us to now attack each other. Isn't that insane? Like these are the things we have to remember. If we were, we don't realize the power we have. Like if we just decided as a collective, all nine white people is like, yo, I'm just gonna live off of rice and beans, and I'm not going outside no more. I don't want to buy nothing no more. I don't want to go nowhere no more. I'm just gonna stay home. I'm not. I'm not spending my money on anything. These stores would close. The nail salons wouldn't last. The hair salons, the 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 bodegas, the cars. Like I mean, we keep everything going. And when I was mm-hmm. in college, I I was amazed at the fact that 
in my marketing class, there was a subject called how do you um, sell to African-Americans? It was no other group. (laughs) It was us because we are the the largest consumer, the largest and the trendsetters because everyone looks Mm -hmm. at us and then mimics it. We're the only group that's the most imitated the but yet they look at us they shame us publicly yeah adore us privately (laughs) then turn around and mimic it publicly but they mimic it like they're the originators of the shit it's still shaming us still because i naturally have a butt and i'm stacking our coin stacking the coin all all of these fake booties that's out here it's just like but can't stand black women Will turn their wow. nose up at me, but you done plastered a part of my bo- <laughs> part of my body. On Hate yours. your lips on you, but <clears throat> will pump up days. Poor Mooney did it the best. <laughs> yes, he did. He <laughs> <laughs> talks about that, but yeah, we the war is on. The war is on, and how do we, you know, how do we correct it? How do we fix it? Again, it's not a, you know, a collective agreement. It's an independent one. And we can agree to have, you know, universal codes. But ultimately, we decide what makes sense. Because we are all hostages, according to Mr. Nelly Fuller. Like, we're forced to operate within the system of white supremacy, racism, as of today. You know, we have to go to work to maintain housing, to maintain having a vehicle, food. You know, we don't we don't have the option to just say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this without dealing with some type of, you know, lifestyle change that could involve suffering. People don't want to suffer no more. So it's like, all right, I'm going to make do with what I have. But how mm-hmm. do you do so? How do you make do? Um, Mr. Neely Fuller, he, ex- he explains that there are going to be times when we are going to use each other. And when we are in a space of using one another, we need to make sure that we're not bringing harm, of course, to any person that's in the non-white category. I'm going to need a a phrase break because my son is showing. Maybe won't nobody have you. But maybe won't nobody have you but me But maybe won't nobody have you But even I must let you be But maybe won't nobody to have you But I'm just selfish to love you but maybe want nobody to have you But I will not admit that I need you But maybe want nobody to have you But I'm just afraid of a love Our spirits feel so close, they did I know you once before I know that I do want your love But just won't open up my door See you was in store for us Feels good but feels so good Don't trust it backwards right Thinking you and I tell you love is sight Like a kite flying in the sky Yeah, I'm scared of heights Heard this tune before and In the end I cry So I hide from love my past has me, has me shy from love But you can't have fine love You keep it bottled up 
window at last deep I'm talking about the intimacy Wanna take a look into me But there's more than what you see Can you handle seeing me? I'm talking about them days that you don't wanna hear my mouth which you still listen hmm. I'm talking about them ways that I ain't too proud about which you still stay And when the time ticks which you still sit with me which you sip some tea which you look my way Yeah I, I pray You can't have pride in love You keep it bowed up And in the end you won't receive But you said you was into me Intimacy You wanna take a look into me But there's more than what you see Can you handle what lies deep? I'm talking about the intimacy Wanna take a look into me, but there's more than what you see. Can you handle seeing me? I'll take a trip down the road with you. I walk hand in hand. I know it's scary to love, but who made the plans? And if I trust you, I guess I must boo. And if we're gonna try this intimacy thing, let me tell you. I cry sometimes I get hella moody I wanna do my own thing I want you next to me But I love hard So let's try it out, try it out, try it out, try it out now Let's see Intimacy You wanna take a look into me But there's more than what you see can you handle what lies deep? I'm talking about the intimacy Wanna take a look into me But there's more than what you see Can you handle seeing me? It takes a couple levels to get to know me I'm so admired that you wanna show me I guess I'll take my mask off just for you but you know, the trick is you gotta do it too. Thank you, Libby, for continuously gracing us with your music. Yes, yes, yes. How was her baby? Baby girl is beautiful. Baby girl is growing. Mm-hmm. Baby girl is full of personality. I'm sure. Baby girl, good baby girl. Mm hmm. Well, I'll be seeing baby girl this weekend. Nice, nice, nice. nice. So, mm-hmm. yes, brothers and sisters. So we are at war, at war. So, do we ever harm each other within, uh, according to Mister Nilly Fuller? Is it okay for a non-white person to harm another non-white person ever? Never, never. He says never. Do all you can to get away from people who are trying to hurt you. You know, you just try to stay out of certain situations because if if, if you know, like, even when we mentioned the rioting, 
don't be hanging around folks that you know that's going to riot or is about you know getting into that that messy world in life because you'll automatically be sucked into it right and we know what that looks like as adults we have enough damn sense to know when something is potentially or you know when something has great potential to pop off in a way that we don't want to be involved in exactly and if you do decide you want to be involved in whatever such behavior, like Miss Anita Phyllis say, stand by your work. Exactly. Don't be trying to be involved and then shit hit the fan. You be like, oh, well, I wasn't really involved, but I only did a little bit. Whatever you did, you did it. Exactly. Stand in that ten toes down. Exactly. Unless you that person <laughs> that's out there spearheaded <laughs> Now, if you was a hostage and you was forced to do it, that's something different. Yeah, that's true. But and and truly forced. That's Not on no peer pressure shit. That's not forced. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's. <laughs> I guess we're picking and choosing our battles. Yes, son. Please continue to go <laughs> in the room. Don't do that, Elijah. <laughs> you was doing so great. <laughs> and then you came in here. And... So, but yes, we have a lot of um, different scenarios where conflict can arise but as Mr. Nilly Fuller has been reminding us in this book no contact equals no conflict so avoid being in the same areas folks who's you you know are in that space of choosing conflict choosing um to fight even in the space of debating like you know people go into the world of what um, Miss Nilly Fuller mentions if we ever have conversations or debates about America or Africa or Asia, he's like, these are concepts. You know, somebody came up with this word America, came up with this word Africa, came up with this word Asia, and has said that, you know, these are the peoples that live here and all of the politics and stuff like that. He's like, don't get caught up in these sidebars, stick to the topic. Racism, white supremacy is the only ruling factor within all of these global structures. Why so? Because they are mistreating people on each of those continents where people are, um, in each of those areas where people are being mistreated. And we don't talk about it enough on a global front. Oftentimes when people are speaking of mistreatment is like in a local sector, like, oh, it's just this group that's having this issue. No, it's not just this group. We're all having it. But when do we when do we bring light to everybody and not just our own cause? Right. And not for nothing, I'm not gonna hold you. Cause I used to love me a good debate. But now I ain't trying to convince a motherfucker of nothing. Yeah. And I find it difficult for me to try to convince you of some shit that I don't even know that I know for real. Yeah. So I just be asking questions or I be shut the fuck up and just be in my own independent study of thought. Yeah. That's and isn't that a beautiful realizing or that's what they say when you're wise when you realize you don't know anything. 
when you take the step back to be like, I'd rather just be a student to this because it's just, it's too massive to even take the approach as if you just know it all. I mean, even if you take the approach as if you know a little something. Yeah, right. Because that little something that you think you know could still be a long ass conversation leading you into, but damn, do I know it for real? And then you get caught up with the contradictions, but it's like, am I really contradicting if I don't know? Hell, I'm asking questions now. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it's a, um, it's a space that I don't need to be in all the time, especially when it's not always a constructive space, because as a people, we get into these debates, it becomes a debate, and regardless of the topic, it becomes a debate of I know better than you, so I'm gonna speak louder. Like it, it yeah. hostility takes place. Yeah, and the whole goal of trying to figure out the problem becomes null and void because now it's more so me proving that I know more than you versus tr- truly Honey, trying to solve the problem at hand. No, that's a good point. Tones get out of pocket, and I know I'm good for a fucked up tone. Yeah. So, yeah yeah the void the whole avoiding debating i think is a good good practice i mean and of course you do want to have constructive conversations right like we're not Mm -hmm. saying to be mute but if you find somebody is purely going off of emotions or just regurgitating information that they heard from somebody that they love and trust and they're not willing to do the research and they sound outdated you just say your piece and leave it at that you don't have the convincing stage we're out of you know, honey, and a lot of times my piece be, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and gone. And gone, right? No, it's true. It's true. Mr. Nilly Fuller, he he remember, reminds us of our weak position that at any time we are in a position to be killed, injured, dislocated, um, and have to possibly scatter out of our comfort zone underneath the system of white supremacy racism like we don't have any control so in no in remembering that alone is a reminder factor of the the war that's placed because if we weren't in war those scenarios wouldn't even be something of concern but he's saying that we are always at war because they have the ability to relocate us and move us from our space and where we're living Honey, and I know we started this show talking about expectations. Talk about that. Mr. Nearly Fully said, always expect for the white folk to be trying to harm you, poison you, kill you, anything. Anytime the motherfuckers just come up to you and offer you food, expect that the shit is poison. Yeah. Ain't that something? And we had a company meeting today. The white folks ate the food too, but I I immediately thought about that meal, like, oh, should I eat that meal? But they ate it too. But it's true. They have done these things to us in the past, and we think it won't happen again. Why? What has changed for it not to happen again? When Mr. Nilly Fuller said that everyone who mistreats anyone should be known to everyone. Mm-hmm. I love that part because I always felt like there should be some type of sambo list. We should know who are the predators versus the uncle toms the uncle tom is the good one 
you know we don't have those list of folks it's like you got to discover it on your own and then be like oh i didn't know such and such was like that I was like yeah you know the same way they put that scarlet letter on that lady yeah who <laughs> needs you a sambo letter <laughs> on you <laughs> on your material your clothing you need a a whole yes a whole sambo letter yes you are not welcome here a character a, a character um I don't know what you call it, a dictionary or something like everyone should be should be held to what they do as a people like we we do need to be able to distinguish folk because as of now we don't know who's who predators is moving into our communities where we don't we're not able to identify them and sad sad enough the um pedophile registry list ain't enough you know, we need we need our little personal vigilante um, list of those that shouldn't belong based on how they behave or what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nelly, he fuller, he mentions that all information ha- should have the effect of promoting justice and eliminating racism. And we should constantly, constantly, constantly share information among each no. other and what others and we should be asking racist men and women to solve our problems at all times you know they're the first person stop going to non-white folk asking for a handout they those are not your go-tos you're supposed to go to the white man and woman and and when you go to them and they refuse regard them as racist they (laughs) yep exactly so yeah, that was that was pretty much my main notes. I mean, I did have um I like when he mentioned disregard the harm that is done to non-white people as a result of white supremacy. Like when it comes to how we are with each other, like my people can show up fucked up towards me. Like extremely. I a sister could come over to me, curse me out. I don't pay her no mind. It's like a baby throwing a tantrum. Whereas, if it's a white person that has some the same effect, I'll be more prone to want to, you know, handle that versus handle it within my own. Because I understand often when we have bad moments with each other, is a carryover from something else that's happening in our lives. Especially when it comes to, you know, violence in the street, somebody stepped on someone's shoe or bumped them and then all of a sudden it becomes a warfare that's not because that person irritated them in that space and time. This thing's happening at home that hasn't been resolved and it just carried over into that space and moment and now it's being noted and and um addressed, but it's is not addressed in this appropriate space. So and I'm not gonna hold you. I have not always been to that space, even so myself. I was recently um discussing with my therapist. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, in the professional space, I can do this, that, and there. But in my personal space, child, <laughs> man, and I'm like, but you know what I mean? If you could do it here, you should be able to do it across the board, right? Because accountability. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what I have to think to myself is you are always a professional. You're always in a professional space, regardless of what, you know, just as a public person. Um, as all of the things that I have going on, I'm always in a professional space regardless. So yeah. if I regard myself as always as such, 
then be I'm less to likely mm-hmm. to retaliate and meet you with a pop off. Yeah. But don't test that theory now. <laughs> but no, that's a, that's a good attitude to have because I mean, essentially, being at war, it, it, because we are in war, every time that I step foot outside, I am a representative of all the other Black women that look like mm-hmm. me, you know? I know we don't like that. I remember there was like some talks in the nineties where they would talk about how I'm not, I'm not the representative. I'm me. I'm not, I I, I don't, I don't have, I, I can't speak on behalf of all the black women. And like, that was a trend of brothers, sisters and brothers just mentioning like, you know, I mean, and we can't right? But in understanding that in me or in in you recognizing that you are a representative of a black woman, even if it's just you, you're still putting yourself in a position to say, yes, I'm not the representative of all the folks. I can, I don't speak for all of the folks. However, I understand the plight of all of the folks, and I'm not going to move in such a way that will destroy. Exactly. Exactly. And I love what you say, Kiva. You be like, what you say? You be like, you cannot defend and self-destruct. Yeah. Defend and destroy. That's yeah. What yeah, don't don't defend yourself and destroy yourself. I'll be trying and to remember that. Yeah. In the process, in the process of defending yourself, you don't want to destroy yourself. And we we're taught to do that, you know, to blind. Say what you gotta say. Who cares what they say? You know, speak your mind. Create that conflict. (laughs) Like for example, I had, um, I had a uh, my date had a. He is so fine. He was oh, he's so adorable. Anyway, he a woman was obsessed with him. Went into the bathroom and followed him. And he did his best to keep it under wraps. He made us stay in the bathroom with him until. Everyone else left the bathroom. Then she left. And then he left. And then me, him being my date, I questioned him. Like, what the hell just happened? Like, you know her? He like, I don't know that woman from any from Adam to Eve. He's like, I don't know that woman. He kept saying it in the presence of everybody else that was witness. And I'm like, why is he saying that? Like, he should have told her to get out and everything. And then when we was by ourselves, he was like, I can't make claim to know her. That would have put me in a narrative. I had to continuously say, I don't know her because what she did was wrong. And I don't want to be a part of her story. And then it clicked for me, you know, and and we have to learn to be savvy to remove ourselves from unnecessary situations because it does happen. People will bait you into an argument bait you into a fight they know like if i do this she's going to react like that and you can't fall for it you can't and 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 you have i mean i don't know these people personally i just became exposed to like that sister where you know how how evil can you be to see a couple throughout the evening enjoying their night and then you force yourself upon you know the man you know, of the evening that's with someone and to follow him into a bathroom and to try to encourage and lure him into something, you know, like it's like that Mona Lisa song with, with Little Wayne, you know, I, I listen to it for entertainment, but shit, that shit is real. I only got a glimpse of it and it, it disturbed me. So these people, these attitudes, these personalities exist. And when you, the further you, you go into the world of peace and positivity, you still have to know how to counteract those behaviors that are opposite of you. 
you know so it's 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 um the the war i look forward to you know reading more of this book of this activity because of this area excuse me because i'm not well equipped um when it comes to other people doing something evil around me and making sure that i'm not involved at all because i can see myself having a conversation or trying to fix it and you a lot of times you gotta just stay out of it <laughs> honey kiva will be right in the middle of some people <laughs> shit don't even know what's happening and be like well i'm huh <laughs> and be proactive about trying to resolve don't realize she's smack in the middle of this not AfroSoFly.com, a revolutionary brand that uncovers the truth about the powerless experience of the non-white community. Are you interested in wearing and using affirmations to better your point of view in self, in others, in life? Try finding peace and uncovering the truth about your world around you. Yes, visit AfroSoFly.com today and enjoy the Pink Trilogy poetry series. Pink Canvas breaks down the heart of an untrained woman. Pink Lotus represents the determination to self-improve in latest release, Pink Gems, stepping and thriving into your purpose unapologetically. Yes, that's AfroSoulFly.com. Did you hear me? AfroSoulFly.com. Let's get our lives, brothers and sisters. Hello, honey. I had no idea that that thing thing even cut off. I'm just talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard you say keep it being in the middle of some evil shit, honey. But yes, Kiva be in the middle of some evil shit, all while trying to, you know, do her best to help remedy the situation, not realizing how evil it's happening around her, all up and through her because she's involved now. And it don't be until the smoke clear that she realized the bomb was even dropped. Yeah, I I have to do better with that. And I'm learning. I'm learning to 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 do better in that situation. It's really because your spirit. We're all created with an internal um, clock that tells us. I don't even know if it's to say clock, but an internal moral compass that tells you what's right, what's wrong. You know, you and you decide to go against it, or to or to eliminate the you know acknowledgement of it. But we have we know what's good for us, and when you have those moments, you know when your spirit is telling you like, nah, that ain't for me, or step away, follow your spirit, trust yourself, trust your intuition. It's so important to do so because it will it would avoid a lot of drama that you can invite into your world space. And you know what I've noticed, too, with you in just my own observation? Your spirit is inclined to see a sister and a brother in everybody black. Yeah. <laughs> when everybody in my DM or everybody sister, non-white, and everybody say, my brother. Right? And yeah. which Girl. is why I think it was so difficult for you to grasp the concept of tribal. Because I don't see the sister or I Maybe I can see the sister and the brother and everybody, but you ain't my sister and my brother. Well, I agree with you with tribal when you broke it down because I don't want everybody at my table. When you brought it down, broke it down like that, 
I totally agree. I didn't agree with tribal practices that we we currently have. But when you said the table scenario, I was like, okay, I get you 100%. And I, and I will adopt tribal in that regard because everyone doesn't need to be seated at the table at all. People don't even need access to your space either, especially when you know what they do. Like, I think I have, I've trained myself to have a high tolerance for bullshit. So somebody would have to literally drag me in disrespect for me to be like, okay, okay, I'm good. Child, and see you next year and be like, oh, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I am I am curious to learn more about the origin story, what, where this comes from, what this is about. And listen, and this is not even... I mean, shaming it. I'm truly curious about this. I honestly think it came from two things. From my my mom being very harsh with the whip. And I still had to function and be respectful. So, you know, being, having, I mean, that was physical pain. I didn't, I had never been physically assaulted in relationships. But enduring that I was able to endure emotional and verbal pain as well. And then as an um, being in my adulthood dealing with um, long-term toxic relationships, I learned how to, you know, again, just tolerate it because it was something that I was trained with. You don't, you don't fight back. Well, not, not even fight back. If somebody you love is causing you harm or discomfort, you just deal with it and you move past it, but you don't have to. Because what is the quality of life? You know, my quality of life in my childhood was very different from my my daughter. Like, I'm so happy that I kind of broke that generational curse. From five years up, I lived in a lot of sadness and pain. I was, a, you know, I, I I had a good time and moments, but I carried more, more sadness than I carried anything else. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't think my story is unique to me. I think it happens to us all. We're definitely in a brand new paradigm because we're, you know, trying to change things in a way where we're dissecting our behavior patterns and want to clean it up, not do what mommy, auntie and grandma said to do because we love them and we're just going to follow it robotically. No, I want to improve. I want to do better. I'm not shaming what was done to me because my mother did the best that she knew how to do. But how can I be a better version? of her you know and how can I produce better results because just being beat and not being able to speak up for myself and had to still be respectful and and be around my family and then I, I in turn dealt with that in relationships I was like oh okay he's hurting me but you know this is what love is you go through yeah. stuff <laughs> mm. and we know that yeah that um that phenomenon is not exclusive. Mm-mm. Not an exclusive experience. Not at all. So, you know, the, the cleanup is real. It, and and Mr. Nilly full of reminders. It's in nine different areas. Child. We got cleanup in education, entertainment, um, economics, labor, sex. law, religion, sex, and now war. You know? It's, it's so many different it's, the layers are heavy and thick mm-hmm. so, so be patient and kind to yourself in this process when you make a mistake be in your mistake 
understand why you, you made that mistake and move on. Your mistakes are stepping stones to, to for you to be able to, to do better. You have to make a mistake to do better. So don't be afraid of them. Mm -hmm. Expect them, too. We get so like You're not your mistakes. <laughs> you're not your disappointments. Somebody else's feelings about you or their lack of movement based on what you would want them to do is not a reflection of your worth or your value. But also accountability. You keep making that same mistake. That's a habit. Yes, a habit. And oh yeah, bad habits. Because I, I definitely have a bad habit of allowing people who are undeserving to be in my personal space. I would rather make a thousand. I would rather make a thousand mistakes, different mistakes, than one mistake a thousand times. Yeah, that's true. And if you are that person to make that thousand mistakes, to stay one. <laughs> Be patient with yourself because there's a reason why you're doing it and the reason why you haven't been able to stop because you haven't learned the lesson. Like, I think I haven't learned, I, even with all of the good stuff, Sister Keeva be talking, myself, I'm still not in love with myself enough to realize that no one is better than me. I think I, I, think I may find myself in that space where it's like, oh, I really like that person. You know, the idea and the perception of who they are becomes better than me, better than how they make me feel, better than, you know, the whole drain concept. That's, that's insane. I should not allow that. So, you know, it's, the process is real. Acknowledgement is the first step of healing. And I'm telling you, it works not having intimacy. Because I'm telling you, I can, I'm talking about this, but... And I was feeling some kind of way about a brother switching up on me, saying one thing and doing another. And it, you know, my expectations grew because at first I was like, oh, you just talking, talk is cheap. But then he just kept talking and then he did a little something and I was like, oh, okay. And, and I looked forward to it and then it went back to just words and not matching the actions. So now what do I do with this? Do I continue to, you know, expect further or let it go? And I realized I have to let it go and be and and the process of me letting go came so much easier not having intimacy involved. I can only imagine if I was intimate with him and this occurred. Child, we'd be having another conversation. <laughs> I would have been devastated. <laughs> I would have been mm -hmm. devastated. So know yourself, you know, and this doesn't apply to every sister. You know, some sisters are able to have that intimacy and be like, be going like rabbit, and I'm good. I'm not that I sister. Eat how will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that sister now. Who knows if I ever become her, but, you know, know who you are and be okay with that. So, you know, and again, if anything, I can, you know, um, I really hope brothers and sisters understand that when somebody chooses, like the sister I mentioned that I ran into and she kind of submitted to, I know she listens to the show. So if you hear this, sis, you know, you submitted to this man mistreating you and you're like, you just want to deal with it. You don't have to. His choice not to commit to you doesn't mean that you're, that you're less in value. Mm -hmm. There's so many people in this world. We, we have this tunnel vision, love that we got, it needs to go. It's too many opportunities missed because you want to focus on one no. And if you want to be in the tunnel of love, put yourself at the other end of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And believe, because it, it starts with you. You got to believe you deserve better to get better. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you can get better for yourself, it ain't going to happen. It's just not. And then when someone show you they're incapable or they just choose not to give you better, go through the pain of uh, and, and understanding that what I want, I cannot have with this person. And it's okay. And give yourself the love you're trying to give to that person. If you are trying to convince that person that the love you have is so spectacular, convince yourself of that first and give that self, give, give that love to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we could say this, right? And we know that when you're feeling like that, it's not so easy to do. Mm-mm. It's not so easy to take the steps. You don't even know, you know, or, and I'm not saying what you know, what you don't know. You may not know what steps to even take to even approach that however you do have to start you know i ain't gonna tell you what you need to do you should i suggest that you start somehow like like my sister did for me she created a playlist that related to my situation to help me um do better i had i I bought food that i really love (laughs) <laughs> and I enjoyed myself. I, I there's like you know certain memes or quotes that remind you like I, um one of my sisters sent me a, a woman I mentioned in the beginning of the show women are not the rehabilitation centers for broken and insecure men, you know. And I had and I kept repeating that quote to myself anytime I felt um bad for choosing me. Ain't that some shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you start feeling guilty. For for not allowing someone in your space that's harming you, it's like hell nah. Why am I feeling bad for not wanting to you know wanting to separate from somebody that's making me feel bad? So mm-hmm. it, it goes back into that deep love affair. So you know those are some tools that you could possibly use using music, using food, or just even you know having reality checks. Like I was in my living room and it was. Not as orderly as I would like it to be, but I said, "Shit, I'm comfortable. I ain't gotta entertain nobody. <laughs> I can. I, my hair, you know, my hair is cute, but it's not all done up. I I have food cooked, but enough for me and my children. Not enough for a man. You know, I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm Honey, good. And it sounds like Pink Lotus will be a good start, starting yes. with apology to my womb. Yes, yes, yes." If you because that poem alone speaks a lot about the trials, the tribulations, and the things of opening your womb space to folks that you feel are not yeah. entirely worthy of being there. And Oof. it talks about the pain of how you feel in conflict with yourself because you go against what you feel mm-hmm. for, for you know, you go against what you feel entirely for a temporary feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. And also showing yourself grace and then vowing to do better for your future for yourself yeah especially that temper i like you said that temporary feeling and that temporary um affection and attention because we crave attention from certain people like oh i love his attention i love her attention so we'll go out of our way to get it even though it's not long lasting because they don't put forth real effort to give it continuously or consistently but we'll demean ourselves for the moments for moment satisfactions Ronnie, and one thing i've noticed 
when my craving for that attention is tied up to the lust of that, I masturbate. Yep. And once I get my nut, that feeling gone. Yep. I no longer feel the desire. Like, and if I do still feel a desire to want to be near you, then I know it's not lust for me. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's I'm so much more, that. it's so much more controllable, would you say too? Like when mm-hmm. you're when you're not intimate with somebody, the process of healing is just a lot easier than when you have that attachment. Cause it takes a while for that for your womb to experience that void and be okay with it yeah especially if you the intimacy is had often and it's really great because the same film that you know is is crazy how how unique the body is made because every time that man penetrates a sister that is the same feeling she would get if you said something loving to her so we mm-hmm. confuse love with intimacy and intimacy, like Sister Kawi said, is not always penetration. It's conversation. If you notice you're speaking to somebody and they're not paying attention to you, or they're not asking you any questions, or you just feel a lack of interest, it's not your job to encourage them to see how great you are. It's your mm-hmm. job to then say, you know what? I'm at the wrong address. Very. <laughs> and take you and your beautiful self somewhere else where you will be properly received because when you force even if that space is at your home and you receive self (laughs) I'm just saying like because it happens yeah we get into a habit of well if it's not here it's over there it's over there it's it has to always be where you are yeah because you have to know that you're always going to provide that for self yes yes yeah anything extra is extra it's an accessory yeah but it's an accessory to me mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the end all be all for me no nope, because i'm providing that for myself and trust me i'm speaking from a a more healed space than i was when i was writing the book Mm-hmm. So you went through that pain. that I'm not speaking, you know, like I got all the answers because I'm still trying to figure out some answers out here. Yeah. And the the self-love journey is ongoing, as is my healing process. Mm-hmm. Um however, Kahawia in 2023 is different from Kahawia in 2020, 2016, <laughs> you know, those other years. But yeah, you it's it is it has to start and I I really want I want it to start for you. Yeah, if it hasn't. And if you mm-hmm. are in that space already when you growing and thriving in your purpose, do your best to protect it. Protect it. Because you can get derailed in a heartbeat because I was in the whole Deborah Cox song. How did you get here? Nobody supposed wow. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I done tried um, this love thing for the last time right now. Like, I'm in hibernation, period. What the hell happened just now? You know, so um, it's, you got to figure out your, you know, your triggering moments. And then I I real, I real, realized that. You also be like that because you realize a stranger in your house is you. <laughs> How did you get there? <laughs> I'm the stranger, right? <laughs> what the hell you do with me? I was doing good. He done changed up again, girl. What the hell's going on? 
No, it's true. It's so right. true. Like, all these changes, shit. Maybe it ain't you. I'm the one that the damn change. Yeah, I'm changing, and I I don't like the change that I made. So you, what you do, you fix it. You fix it, and again, give yourself grace. Find trusted individuals that's going to tell you the truth. That's not going to let you, you know, continue and encourage you to do the things that don't make sense. You know, and give your time to heal. Give yourself time to heal. But I'm telling you, you are going to slow down that healing if you out here still fucking. If you hurting, you shouldn't be fucking. Time. If you are being hurt by the person you with that you fucking, you should not be fucking. Period. Because you are delaying the healing, and trust me, I tried to be the one. Listen, <laughs> I as tried a receiver, it. <laughs> also, you you are going to continue to take on the energy because you are on the receiving end. Yeah, your womb is a receiver, and like yes, it creates and it you know, but it um, it it regenerates what it's given. Yeah, yeah. Your your womb is the center of your universe. You have to protect that space. And if the person you are fucking not granted, if you like me and you still want to fuck, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but also, I don't recommend fucking the person that's hurting you. And also, if you are going to go into that space, go into it fully knowing what's happening and still working through that. Yeah. If you can find a, a space of separation. Yeah. And you know what to do for you. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, because sometimes, you, you know, you, you be fucking to keep the peace. And <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that can go in multiple different directions. Yeah. I, I'm saying that to say I understand. Yeah. If if that is anybody's situation, I understand. And again, we don't know shit. So please don't, shit. don't be following us verbatim. Like, oh, because they said no, 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 no. All of these are suggestions. Think it's this not advice. No, not advice. It's <laughs> not professional advice. This no. is personal advice. This suggestions, like you said. Yes, we. These are the my things. biggest suggestion is that you love yourself. You find out what that means for yourself, and you devise a plan to get there. Yes, yes. If that's what you want. If that's what you want, and remember, it takes time. This is a ongoing journey, especially if you've been practicing the bad habit for a long time. So as long as you've been practicing the bad habit, is as long as you need to heal from it. So this is a ball of yarn. No matter how good that bitch is rolled up, is it not in there somewhere? <laughs> need to be untangled. This shit, even if you just pulling it, you think you pulling it good. The shit tangles up on its own. Yes. Ooh. Ain't it the truth? So yeah, that was it for my. I mean, we we um curtailed completely off from the topic, but uh, oh, there was a last note. Not really, because that this is still war. It, internal is war. War, war yeah. with That's true. That's true. And, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because when you are at war within self, how can you properly fight the outside war? Mm-hmm. Okay, my, uh, Mr. Elijah. But I have one last note that says that <laughs> with Mr. Lee, he said that no white person should have any complaints 
underneath uh-huh. the system of white supremacy racism because they chose the system. Mm-hmm. So if you're not happy with it, then you should be happy to eradicate it. Period. So that was it. So when we come back, mm-hmm. what are we reading? And like Mr. Paul Mooney said, white tears don't mean nothing. <laughs> Season my food with some white tears. <laughs> Now we are going to come back page 371 to 385. All right, perfect. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I will shoot you a reminder when it's time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Even though I'm making a notation, like I'm going to remember, but we'll see. Even make this notation every show. Every show. It still be like, oh, so what page again? Lord. So good. But yes, have a beautiful night until next time. Yep. Lady y'all. Uh, slowly became a victim to my own thoughts. What's the price for sanity? My whole law. God holds the key and the prayers he's collected. Cause once upon a time I wasn't calm and collective. Evil spews, I couldn't find a reference. Almost made a razor blade, the total severance. Anxiety turned poems into skeletons. A creative in a nine to five settling. Two loves for the effort, it was short lived. Shorty once called me a lame cause I wasn't jig. Really wasn't on her checklist. Well, I refuse to entertain a ratchet's code of ethics. This ain't chatting, more like on the ball clapping More like move out the way cause Tommy rapping Nowadays I'm stretched beyond my means My cheek gets abused and I'm romanticizing scenes Uh, call it what you want cause Forgive my slang, old habits will never rust Cats putting talkers on they backs for lack of Common sense, or maybe just to build a buzz I'm tired of the Hollywood behavior You get a few thousand likes and they think you're a savior Uh, then they think Think you're a savior, yeah, blue collar. Come on.